And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As we begin the Tuesday, Gary, how are you? Well, I'm uh, really uh, into the important news stories yeah. from uh, yesterday, like this question that was asked at the White House mm. press briefing about the President of the United States. Can you just, is there any more information you can give on why he needed the root canal? Like, is he not good at brushing his teeth? Or <laughs> does he need to floss better or anything? Wow, are you- there you go. Is Biden not good at brushing his teeth, or does he need to floss better or anything? The whole thing from the root canal. You know, it was the interesting story that came out, though, is that the staff was concerned because they said, quote, this is the quote from the source story, he was eating like a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means, I, the eating I, I, like a baby. I, I was thinking, does that mean a, not a lot or soft food? That could be in a number of things. A couple of those that we can't talk about on the air. I don't know what they is he is he using a bottle? Is he drinking milk out of a bottle with a nipple on it? Is that what we're talking about? Well, so you could talk about it. Well, that wasn't the one I was gonna use. That wasn't the one. That wasn't the one. And don't ask me to tweet it either, because I'm not. Yeah. You know, the 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 best the best thing yesterday, I mm. mean the the one that made me laugh mm. was uh that uh Corrine Jean Pierre violated the Hatch Act mm-hmm. with uh when she said the mega mega Republicans remark, so says the uh, government uh, watchdog. According to the Office of Special Counsel, Jean Pierre committed the violation last year <laughs> ahead of the twenty twenty two midterm elections when she repeatedly referred to the mega mega republicans uh-huh. while acting in her role as white house press secretary now the reason this is so hilarious <laughs> is because there has never been a white house spokesperson that has refused to answer a question saying i don't want to violate the hatch act yeah when the answer to the question would not be violating the hatch act right it's because you know it's behind closed doors it's it's 
hey, got a new one for you. Just say Hatch Act. Nah, I can't yeah. can't talk about that because the Hatch Act. Don't want to violate the Hatch Act. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then they come back later. Hey, you violated the Hatch Act. Dang it! Just reading the article here. Jean-Pierre, who frequently cites the Hatch Act <laughs> there has, <laughs> during her during the Daily White House press briefing to avoid answering questions <laughs> related to President Biden's re-election campaign or other candidates, made the comments during a briefing on November 2nd of last year. All right. Fine. Yeah. Um, but they've been using the Mega Maga thing for a while. We said back then. That's probably a compliment. You know, if you're, yeah. you know, I know they mean it for the, the, the Republicans on Capitol Hill. Uh, their attempt is politically to tie everybody to Donald Trump because they believe uh, Donald Trump is a burden on them politically. But for, <laughs> for his base, you say mega maga, it, it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, the liberals are, are the only ones that hate the word MAGA. Not everybody uses it. Not every, everybody is walking around. By the way, I did see somebody, lady uh, and her husband, uh, walking uh, down my street the other day, walking their dog, and she was wearing a hat, a MAGA hat. That's the first one, one I've seen in a long time uh, that wasn't on, on a Fox News clip. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but, you know, they think it's, you know, they think it's, they're trashing them and, and, and there is something politically for them to be rallying their side, but it doesn't really go anywhere. I, I don't think, but, uh, well, maybe, you know, uh, now she would be the first that prosecuted, right? Under the Hatch Act. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that, that be just the perfect ending? She keeps citing it all these months, well, using it as an excuse not to answer questions. Well, mm -hmm. You basically get the warning, and that's it. I mean, it's <laughs> there. Well, <laughs> but I can fantasize for a minute, can't I? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> work with me. So I mean, of all the people, so so I can see her. nobody. Nobody. So, is so they have a they have a trial. And they bring her up, and she she just continually takes the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> this is really easy for you, isn't it? Oh yeah. I and then the and then at the end of that, they they find out. Well, no, you actually did talk at one point, so you gave up your Fifth Amendment right. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, they didn't. The people uh, back when they were implementing the Hatch Act generations ago didn't say the word the words hatch act as much as she, she said them i bet she holds the record i would agree with that yes i bet she holds the record in terms of yes. any one person she got a warning letter uh -huh. is what she got okay yeah all right warning like when when They're i was when, when i was in junior high school mm -hmm. and we used to get warning cards which yeah. is if you weren't doing good in class and my right. brother and i uh we knew the warning cards were going to arrive on christmas eve so we oh you'd get them in the mail get them in the mail wow okay and so my brother you know 
took the warning cards out of the mailbox. Yeah. And I got one and he got one, and we didn't want it to ruin our Christmas holiday, so we burned the warning cards. Yeah. So my parents never got them. So yeah. they didn't find out. I mean, there was hell to pay when my parents found out about it. Man, that's real <laughs> when, mafia stuff right there, when burning the, them. When the report cards came, yes, but uh, that was – and I, I always look back at that as to how, as a you know kid, I probably was in seventh grade, but you lived for the moment. Yeah. Like you went yeah. Christmas yeah. vacation. Yeah. This can't ruin Christmas vacation. Right. Now, at the end of January, when the report cards came in, we were screwed. You know, my father found well, out, you know, we'd have to. And and if, and, and when I, and everybody knows how I talk about my father today, but my father in my mind when I was younger was like the father on the wonder years, if you remember the wonder mm-hmm, years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, he would just, they would always, you know, from the kid's point of view, he would always be looking up. The camera angle yeah. would be looking up, and right. the father was this incredible, imposing figure. Mm-hmm. That was my father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell them that, and we always laugh. I said, you know, you were quite intimidating. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, now, now it's 97. It's like, yeah. you know, it's a, you're just like, no, really, you were. <laughs> well, my dad wore a gun, so there was that. <laughs> <laughs> And and a badge. And so we, but it, it's just interesting how you just looked at it and it was like a month away would be, just, it's just interesting how a child thinks. Yeah. A month away seemed like it would never come. Yeah. Where I can't imagine today saying, well, I'm going to connive this so I can have a good day today and tomorrow, but in a month there's hell to pay. You know, yeah, as an right. adult, you do the opposite. If that thought ever entered, well, I just got to deal with it today and. Deal with it today and deal with it today and deal with it today. And then I don't have to worry about it. But there was no problem when I was a kid, you know, even after Christmas vacation was over. It's like, okay, but it's still three weeks before there's hell to pay. Well, and and there was was this also this fantasy in your mind that the world was going to change, that Christmas (laughs) would deliver this miraculous change in your life. And on January 1st, it's all, everything that happened before that is gone and wiped off the, the planet. Now, Hunter Biden lives by that rule. <laughs> but as a kid, as kids, we found out it doesn't actually work that way. No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. It really doesn't that, that, work that, that way. By the way, that, that really does sound gangster. Hey, you, per- tell, you tell Paulie to take those warning cards out back and burn them. I don't want to see ashes. There I don't was, want to see nothing. And I, I remember it so well. It's just, it's interesting the things you remember as a kid mm. that there was a great joy <laughs> of watching a, them burn. Of watching them burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got that. I mean, there was like a joy knowing, you know, that when uh, of, of eventually you would get, you know, you would you would get uh, you know disciplined uh, uh, for it. I can't remember what happened, but I would have said something like, you know, in at the end of January, you know, with the report card thing blah, blah 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 yeah i don't know why they didn't reach out to you mom we, and dad you know they they would have the sign i mean i'd be i would hate school today with the emails mm. by the way open house is next week and mm-hmm. my parents would receive the email oh, text messages all of it yeah. i mean my, my, we were we yep. were so close to our uh kids teachers i mean really close <laughs> I think my parents and all of my schooling might have gone to one open house. Yeah. We, we, it's, you we, know what was weird? Is we, the open house became kind of 
in in our years later uh, as parents, the open house kind of became sec- – it was the one time back then where your parents are going to go and they're going to sit down, they're going to invest, a, you know, whatever it was, an hour or two, whatever, and they're going to do that meeting, that face-to-face meeting. The open house was just kind of a afterthought when they started texting and emailing and, and just calling your cell phone after yeah, cell phones. Right. It was like – no, every every day's an open. I mean, I was yeah, I was up at the school. It, it no, wasn't that's a great point. my kids yeah. weren't in trouble. It was just communication. You know, one right. of my kids played uh, uh, sports, um, uh, and and so there was all kind of communications about you know what was going on. If we were you know volunteering to you know uh, uh, pitch in for something that was going on at the school, I mean, it was just constant communication. But and that's how we got the school closures too. We didn't have to wait for the guy on the radio or TV. Which is why I'm in radio. Yeah. As I've told many times, the reason I'm in radio is because there was nothing better as a kid than hearing the guy on the radio say, uh, Kenmore, Town of Tonawanda schools closed. Yeah. No, there was when nothing I- like, and we would wait and wait. We'd get up early in the morning and we'd sit there and having that one day off was as good as anything you could possibly imagine as an adult that yeah, joy yeah, when yeah. it was just a one day being off mm-hmm. and uh you know as, as like i said as a kid i wanted to do anything to avoid work and responsibility <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well you know even at wbap uh after i started there in 96 our flagship station uh the morning show i remember going on for years even after you know they they had an established website except the thought was well a lot of people don't have access to web, you know, until the advent of yeah. smartphones. So mm-hmm. for years it went on that they would go down the list. Mm-hmm. And so if there was a snow closure or ice, and I mean, if somebody spills a cup of ice from Sonic, we close schools. So they would just go on and, and you know, have to announce the schools for uh, forever. But back in the day, uh, that's what we that's what we waited for. Now, growing up in San Antonio and Del Rio, it happened once. <laughs> in San Antonio, uh, I think I was in first grade or it was either preschool or first grade uh, that they closed the school. We got snow one time, one time. That was it. And we had our toboggans because we, we lived in, uh, well, now I was you, born in Omaha. Now, even up there, now they close the schools for being cold. Oh, because uh, to conserve energy or? No, just what? because it's too cold oh. for kids to... That never happened when we were young. Mm, mm. They, I don't believe they ever closed the schools because it got too cold. Yeah, yeah. If it gets too cold, they'll actually close the schools. Yeah, wow. Never happened. Mm. Now, I am thinking about weather today because I don't believe there was much damage to my house last night. Small, major thunderstorm, but a very small one. Yeah. And I was following it from a hundred miles away when I woke up. I'm like, oh right. boy, oh boy, oh boy, yeah. oh boy, oh boy. And uh, it was dropping softball-sized hail. I don't believe wow. – I checked my my front camera because I left the house. When I left the house, uh, I left the house. I'm two streets away. The police officer pulls up next to me mm. and says, roll down your – you know, like this, roll down your window. I rolled down my window, and he said, are you are you heading home? Are you going to be turning around? You, I, he said, I said, well, I live south of here. I'm going to work. He goes, well, get on the tollway and hit it because the hail's coming. <laughs> oh, he said we just yeah. got the emergency, so the police yeah. officer actually had me rolled. Yeah, I said, well, thank yeah. you so much, and then I headed off, and then I, was, I checked all my cameras, and 
and uh, I d- didn't. Um, well, I my camera's automatically supposed to automatically go off or go on when I leave the house because mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. hooked up to the GPS. They mm-hmm. didn't, mm-hmm. but I checked my front camera that's always on, and uh, uh, my back camera's on a different system. But I checked the front one, and I couldn't see any hail bouncing. So I yeah. think, and my neighbor on a group text says we're okay, and then other people are saying, "Well, oh, smash windshields." Like oh, within a, wow. fi- I think within a five mile radius, we got hit. Maybe yeah. within a mile, but I think. Well, I got out of it, but the softball size hail, I mean, mm. that's the stuff that'll... Oh, man, that'll, it'll that'll, crush it. Just... Uh, my niece had... Uh, my my great-nephew, her son, had just uh, backed her car back into the driveway to wash it and detail it. About 45... This was uh, several years ago. About 45 minutes later, it was softball size, and it just... It, it pummeled the yeah. car. Yeah, so. They they it started so fast. They said they were afraid to go out there and try and and pull it in. I mean, it was it's dangerous to be in it. Yeah. So I didn't see anything. So hopefully, you know, everything is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everything is okay. Yeah. Uh, I did scan my. I didn't. My, I did scan the house. I didn't see any because uh, I can scan it with my cameras. I didn't see any, like uh, any noticeable. Any, voids in your ceiling or anything or <laughs> or no, or windows. Yeah. I was yeah. At the windows, yeah. but yeah. Uh, well, the, the Republicans did what I thought they were going to do. Mm. Okay. And it seems like, okay, we need to take an emphasis to really go after Joe Biden now. Yeah. And, and they, they didn't did. wait. No, they, they didn't. didn't wait. We'll get to that coming up. 866-90-RED-EYE. Every driver knows the cost of replacing tires is a major expense. What if you could save on tire costs without sacrificing performance or safety? Consider retreads, a sustainable cost-effective way to rack up your miles. You may already know that retread tires offer a cost savings, but what else do you know about them? You may be surprised to learn that more than 80% of all aircraft tires in the U.S. today are retreads. From fighter jets to school buses, retreads move some of the most important cargo across many industries. They can also help you move your load, too. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He is uh, Eric Harley. And uh, we figured uh, yesterday that uh, the Republicans would get uh, loud and 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 get uh, moving on uh, President Biden and his scandals. Uh, we had Grassley, Senator Grassley yesterday say that the Burisma executive who allegedly paid Joe Biden and Hunter Biden kept 17 audio recordings of his conversations with them as an insurance policy, citing the FBI FD 1023 form that the Bureau briefed congressional lawmakers on. Grassley revealed from the Senate floor Monday what was said to be a redacted reference in the FBI-generated FD-1023 form, alleging a criminal bribery scheme between then-Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national that involved influence over U.S. policy decisions. Grassley said, and this is interesting because, you know, this is what you you look at, um, you know, you and I had said this. You know, what they showed everybody was a redacted form. Yeah. But Grassley and Comer have seen, apparently, from the whistleblower, the unredacted form. Right. So, as you and I said at that point, if the FBI attempts to redact information on here, Comer and Grassley are going to know it. Right. And so, what do they redact? They redact the fact that the Burisma executive, which is the president of Burisma, actually has 17 audio recordings of both Hunter and Joe. That's a huge thing. Call and join the conversation. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. Red-Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Yeah, so uh, that story uh, coming out yesterday when uh, Senator Grassley said that the Burisma executive who allegedly paid Joe Biden and Hunter Biden kept 17 audio recordings of his conversations with them as an insurance policy, citing the FBI uh, uh, F- FD 1023 form that the Bureau uh, briefed congressional lawmakers on. Grassley, as he stated, that portion of it, and this is why, uh, again, uh, if you want to get more information out, you know, the deal that Grassley made, okay, show this to everybody, and then Grassley and Comer can say, eh, We've seen the entire document. Mm. Here's what they've kept out of it. Yeah. 
you know, here's what they here's what they redacted. They redacted that portion of it, right? Because now the next thing is okay. Those audio tapes people want to hear now. How do you get them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you get them from mm. the the president of uh, of, of Burisma. I don't know at this uh, at this point. But the fact is, uh, the source has said that they that they exist, or the informant, the highly credible informant, that they do exist. What I find interesting here, again, is the Democrat response, which is really nothing except for Jamie Raskin, who has become the Adam Schiff here and got caught in a big whopper of a Mm -hmm. lie last week. Mm -hmm. And that was really incredible because, to me, when Raskin came out and said, oh, no, 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 Bill Barr dropped this whole thing. You and I, you know, I I don't think, uh, I don't know if you and I, if we were working together, I'm sure we looked at each other because I don't know if you were out at at that point when that that came out. But I'm just sure we both went, what? Mm. Well, that's going to be easily disproven. All, yeah. Bill, all Bill Barr has to say is, well, no, that didn't happen. Right. And he goes, no, that's not what happened. So why? It's almost Raskin was in a sense of desperation just to throw out any lie that might give them, I don't know, an hour of breathing room. Because it was within a couple of hours where Barr came out and said, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, especially knowing how active Barr had been in the media and still is today, he comments on everything. I mean, the media reaches out to him consistently. Be one thing if it was John Durham, <laughs> where he's a little harder to find. That might give you a couple of hours of cover, but there was no reason there was absolutely no reason for that lie except desperation. And now the question is because <sighs> There, when things go quiet in the liberal media, it is either we're going to sit on this forever or we're just going to wait to see who goes up to the buffet first and takes this story on. And there is no way to ignore this story forever. There just isn't. If all of these allegations are accurate and true. And it there is evidence of a bribe. It's over for Joe Biden. By the way, did you see the governor of California on with Sean Hannity? Grooming, 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 grooming. I just have to wonder if they're grooming cuz you know, he's been he's basically been campaigning yeah. for a few months now. Mhm. And he's back to doing it. There's no other reason to go on Fox. There's absolutely no reason to do a almost town hall sit down. I mean, I know it wasn't really like that, but with Sean Hannity, there's no reason for Newsom to do that. And then say he would do a debate with yeah. uh, with with Newsom with Newsom and, with you know, with uh, and, DeSantis. What DeSantis I, or. No, no, DeSantis. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. What did I say? Yeah, Newsom. Newsom with Newsom. Well, right. Yeah, Newsom, Newsom versus Newsom, Newsom. debating Newsom. Yeah, that would be fun. Is homeless is the homelessness problem really greatest in California? Well, it now, might be, but uh, we we're can, making great inroads. We can put together a debate. You need to wear your mask in public, and then, of course, showing him at the table with his friends. <laughs> you need to wear your mask in public, and then showing him at the uh, sports venue with it with all his friends and taking pictures and whatnot. 
Um, but there's no doubt in my mind, I thought, okay, when I saw the alert, he's going to be on with, uh, with Sean Hannity. Okay. They're grooming. And, and I think it is their backup plan. Look, I think it's also their wish list. Mm-hmm. He's at the top of it. Yeah, because there is really, there really is nobody else. No, no. There and I don't nobody think. Else. Right, no. right. And now the, the thing is, the Republicans will have a field day mm. because if he does run, it's like, well, would you rather be Florida? Yeah. Or would you rather be, I mean, and, right. and for example, the news coming out of San Francisco every day, and we'll get to this here in a little bit, mm. you know, the hotels, yeah. there, uh, uh, there were more hotels coming out. Right. Not, you know, sorry, we're going to stop paying our loan. Mm-hmm. We cannot survive in San Francisco. You saw the right. mall. Yep. The yep. mall that said, well, okay, yep. we're going to stop paying our loan. Right. We're going to default uh, uh, on it that we just can't do it. We just can't do it. We can't do business uh, in, uh, in, in, this particular, in this particular state. Uh, Newsom has the look that the Democrats want. Somebody mm-hmm. who is young, the mm-hmm. governor of the biggest state. Mm-hmm. But the fact is California has a reputation yeah, and it's getting worse every single day, and everybody knows it. There and are people fleeing to Florida from California. Yeah, there's your. I mean, if it were to be a DeSantis Newsom matchup, there's right there. There is your uh, governor's experience in a nutshell. And and so I think they're like, okay, this is. But he's got the image, mm-hmm. you know. He's got that. As I call it, the 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 Pat Pat Riley nineteen mm-hmm. eighties uh, or nineteen nineties look when he had yeah. his hair all slicked back. He looks like former coach of the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, if that's if, what it uh, reminds me of. It's like okay, if, if they it's took, the Pat Riley look. If they took uh, the DNA from uh, Pat Riley and Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Newsom. <laughs> And that's exactly what they look. Limitless. Yeah, right. Gavin Newsom. Right. Yeah. Remember the movie where he popped the pill? and Popped the speed pill? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man, I can speak another language. Yeah, calm down. You really can't. Um. (laughs) I like that movie, though. No, it it actually, it, it it was good, but then it wore me out. I think by the time I watched it, I was too old. Because about halfway through, I was like, Okay, I need to pause it and take a nap or something because this guy's moving way too fast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was, it was uh, to me, it was interesting because it's like you put yourself in that position where all of a sudden, because you take a pill, you become a genius, but then you lose it. <laughs> when you don't yeah. have the pill, you lose it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, how was it? And that's what I was thinking through the entire thing. How would it be for me if, if, if you, you know, what would that, what would that be like to have all this knowledge and then, lose all the knowledge and i went mm. you know probably like when i took calculus mm. and that one day in calculus where you, class where you got it where i said i got, I got it. it i understand it and then, and then a gone. minute later it was yeah. gone yeah yeah and i'm yeah. like wow but it has to be on a level much greater than that and didn't at the end didn't he uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen it okay um didn't he discover that he or, or the I forgot they, they revealed that he wasn't taking it because they had uh, reverse engineered the formula or something, and then it turned out that oh no he can do you know he can be smart without it. But it was kind of funny. He went from a total loser, and then all of a sudden he's what did he he ran for president didn't he? Didn't he run for office? 
Senate or something. Senate or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been such a long time it's since I watched Gavin it. It's the Gavin Newsom story. I'm not accusing <laughs> Gavin Newsom of taking any drugs. I'm just, just saying. Yeah. So I I really do believe, though, when I heard he's going to be on with, with Hannity, he's what he's trying to do is he's trying to, he's not trying to get conservatives. He's trying to. He's trying to demonstrate that he's not afraid of talking to the other side. I thought the which same is thing. Yep. Play, playing the middle, really, not the right. And that was a play for Iowa, is what that was. That was a play for the middle. And, you know, it's, it is, I, I think the party is, is behind it. Uh, it would make sense. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have any conspiracy theories in my head but it wouldn't it it would in fact if i were advising them i would say you need to do that because i'm not confident that biden will um be able to uh in terms of cognitive issues or his health i don't i don't know that he's going to make it to election day next year uh with the with any kind of stamina well when you're already and and then of course everything else that's on the table when when you're this far out and again you know that, as they say, that uh, that there were seventeen, excuse me, there seventeen total audio tapes of phone calls, fifteen with Hunter Biden and two with Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean that just I mean that is extremely damaging because it's another thing where look, the majority of the American public believes the president's dirty. Think about the day, the, the, the majority yeah. believe he's dirty, and and one of the reasons is because he said he never had he has no idea and never asked. And has no idea about what his son's business was. Right. right. You know, never right. asked him about his business dealings. Right. And we know that's a lie based on the not circumstantial evidence, but actual evidence. So you know, actual evidence in 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 voicemails and in emails and whatever, we know that he's lying about that. And so the public questions, why is he lying? And now this thing coming out is just extremely well, everything. The last two weeks is extremely damaging. Line up the day Monday as it happened. You know, uh, Grassley and and coming out with with that information about the recordings. Then it was breaking news later in the day that uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray was going to go to Capitol Hill. Then after that, AP broke the story that the GOP is going to walk back, you know, the the uh, uh, contempt uh, uh, charges against him, and well, that was last week. Uh, well, but I mean, AP put that story out. They okay. re- it, it got viral uh, about five or six p.m. tonight, and then right before that, it was announced Newsom is going on Hannity. That well, was your we, day. Well, we knew that last week, right? But the I Newsom mean, story but, was, but it yeah. was it was they were repeating everything, okay. lining up everything, putting it in front of everybody in that order throughout the day. I think the other thing that uh, came out yesterday was that the lawmakers have subpoenaed Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, for a deposition. And and so uh, everyone knows it's moving. You know, the one congressman who, who wanted to, uh, uh, you know, put the impeachment articles in for, for Biden. But as we said this week, it's going to move in that in that direction where they need to focus on the fact that Biden is – Biden is dirty. That's what they're they're going to do because they know the majority of the American public believes by the poll, the Harvard Harris poll, the majority right. believe that Hunter right. that uh, not Hunter, but the president of the United States is dirty. 
He's yeah, been right. involved in illegal influence peddling. And, and the FBI and, flinched on Monday. That's what it came off yeah. as. Okay, yeah. That Christopher yeah. Ray flinched. You uh, put all that together right now, and it is uh, right now. Because if you're not preparing for this to be really bad, and you're you know in the DNC involved at any level with Democrats, if if you're not if you don't have a backup plan, Gavin Newsom, then you're just not doing your job. You're you're delusional if you if you don't have a backup plan right now, and. The GOP, well, thank goodness they did their job on Monday. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric. I'm Gary. Welcome. Yeah, I, I think what the Republicans want to do is drip, drip, drip every day. And, and they're, yeah. like I said, the two things coming out yesterday that uh, that uh, uh, 17 uh, audio uh, recorded tapes that the head of Burisma has, uh, two from Joe Biden phone calls and 15 from Hunter, Hunter Biden. Now, whether they have access to those tapes or can have access to them mm-hmm. is still another story. But I think one of the things there, that along with the fact that they've subpoenaed Devin Archer, means, okay, this investigation is now going, we're, we're getting to the heart and the substance uh, uh, of it. But I also think that what Grassley did yesterday was try to lay out the fact that even in this whole process here, that they wouldn't admit that this this uh, document actually existed at first. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't admit it until they told the FBI director, we've seen it. And then the FBI director has fought every single way to not allow that document to be seen. And then, and you and I said this, it, you said, if from what we get from Comer and, and Grassley, they've seen the unredacted document right. from the whistleblower. They've actually seen right. it. So they're going to know if, what's redacted. They're going to know what's redacted. So what's redacted? The part about there actually being, re, you know, audio recording tapes, which again, I know the Republicans did to give the impression that the FBI still doesn't want America to know the truth here right. and are still trying to hide it because, hey, they really haven't been investigating Biden on this at all. Right, right. I wonder if that changes. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, so, and on top of the two stories that we just mentioned, also uh, the story out yesterday, Comer, to review two more FBI informant uh, documents 
uh, about the Biden's business that they found out that the FBI still has, which is the or- original reason why I believe they said, OK, no contempt of Congress. Because remember, that's when he said last week, Comer said, well, there's more information. Actually, there's more documents uh, that exist. Now, it seems when Comer said that, that he uh, hasn't seen those documents. So they may be uh, redacted. But Grassley yesterday was pounding on the FBI saying, has has the FBI investigated any of this? Do they know Mm -hmm. about these audio tapes? Have they heard these audio tapes? Have they done anything in this investigation? Right. And I think that's one of the reasons that so much of this has been slow walk. But eventually you have to say, eventually you just got to, I think, uh, you know, you and I were talking about the, the, the fact of who's calling the shots here. Is it Garland? Is it Ray? Is it somebody else in the Department of Justice? Right. You know, because this, it's it's drip, drip, drip every day, and the drip, drip, drip isn't good either for right. Biden. If you're right. if right. you're looking politically, there has to be someone inside the Democratic Party saying, "Let's get this all out now, so mm-hmm. we can decide what to do." Either it's Biden or it's Newsom, because yeah. I I don't think it's going to be Harris. I you know we we talked about the fact that. You know, you cannot. I mean, the only the only reason he picked her was because she was a minority woman, and that that was it. Mm-hmm. And that's why her approval numbers are as bad or worse than even Biden's numbers. Everyone in the Democratic Party knows she cannot be the candidate, and there was that fear initially. Well, you cannot. You just can't bypass her. Yeah, you can. I think now that's yeah, now even can, that's yeah. not even a, a yeah. question for them anymore. I'm sure, we'd, we've always said, yeah, sure you can. I mean, the the squad may complain, and you may have the uh, Democratic uh, black leadership complain, or feminist groups. But then feminist groups these days let the man def- define the woman. So what do they care? Right. <laughs> exactly. And and so. Uh, uh, I just think there. I think there is that thought. Let let's all the stuff from Biden come out now. Let it all come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and look, the polls show that the majority of his party doesn't want him to run again. That hasn't right. changed. That has not changed. No. Uh, Gavin Newsom is being groomed. And you may you may scoff at that, but sorry. Look, he went to the White House one time when Biden wasn't there. He's he's measuring for drapes. <laughs> and he's going on with Sean Hannity. He's doing all the he's campaigning. Mm-hmm. And he's going after DeSantis in that interview, by the way. You know, those are the things that you look for. Those are clear tells. Because if the Democratic Party doesn't have a backup plan, then they're delusional. Now, they are delusional. But this would be a very uh, special kind of circumstance where everybody knows, okay, we need a backup plan. And at the very least, uh, if nothing happens and Biden is still um, (laughs) in good health, and uh, is not uh, being impeached and removed from office, then he's the guy. Uh, otherwise, Gavin Newsom is the guy. And Kamala Harris 
I don't even think there is. I mean, you're going to hear maybe a couple of days of backlash, like you mentioned, from, a, you know, um, maybe a, a few people along the way, but it's not going to be a big deal for them anymore. And I'm wondering if they're looking at this, too, saying, and eh, we got to prepare for the for the idea that maybe Trump is not the nominee on the right. Because mm-hmm. if he's not the nominee, we don't want DeSantis going up, or we don't want uh, Biden going up against DeSantis. So you're basically playing um, uh, every exit ramp here. And, you know, at the end of the day, if Biden is still the guy and Newsom went on Fox News, who cares? But it is, it looks like grooming. And it's been going on for a few months with the whole Newsom thing. But if you, it you, looks like grooming, <laughs> it smells, and like, sound, smells like grooming, that's right. and, it's, yeah. and, and it feels like grooming. On top of that, we know that the president is eating like a baby. <laughs> that was what the story what? said yesterday. Whatever is means, or... eating like a baby. Yeah. Does that mean he's sitting in a high chair? And, and, I, and I also think now that that there is a train of thought that that uh, that because you have to look if you're a political party at every possibility, and the other possibility is. Trump becomes stronger because of this. Mm-hmm. The republics, the Republicans focus on the two-tier justice system. Right. Because I don't know what's going to happen. This is unprecedented. Right. right. I've yeah. had so many people yeah. say, what's going to happen? I have no idea. We've I never dealt no with idea. this in American yeah. history. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. nothing like this has ever come close to happening. Who knows? I know where the public stands on the issues, and we'll get to some polling coming up here in a little bit. But the issues go away. The issues that actually favor the Republicans might go away if it's Trump running on a two-tier justice system and that he's becoming president uh, in, because he has been screwed over so much. Mm. And the majority of the Republican Party supports him on that, that I think that they're actually viewing Biden as so weak that they, I think the Democratic Party wants Biden out no matter who runs. Who, who yeah, wins a nomination uh, yeah, on the yeah. Republican side? I guess yeah, is the if they point were to tell the truth, I'm trying yeah. to make. So they want, you know, they want Newsom up there who'd be talking policy and look at this guy and it's uh, and and I already know. I mean, you you saw, I, I think you saw an example of of what the attacks are going to be if it's Trump. You saw it from um, Chris Christie yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you and I had asked this question back last week. Will he attack? Will he attack? Will he attack? Is his ju- is his goal to actually win, or is it to be the pit bull in an attempt to take Trump down? Yeah, he went from lap dog to attack dog. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, between yes, twenty sixteen and twenty. Yeah, right. Twenty four. The, the headlines are you know it's like Trump hasn't. Uh, here's a quote: Trump hasn't won a damn thing since twenty sixteen. Yeah. Loser, loser, loser. Mm-hmm. He's not really holding back there. No, no, <laughs> no reading between the lines on that one. Nope. There was zero fat in that message. He said, uh, I've known him for 22 years. The only thing he understands is force. The only thing he understands is coming right at him and making your case. And if these other candidates don't want to do it, and this is the whole point that we brought up, that really the other candidates, you had Nikki Haley finally come out and say, well, if these things are too, you know, basically true, 
the allegations, he's in trouble. Mm -hmm. So he said, okay, you see a little turn there. And you and I were asking, when does the turn happen when they actually look at Trump's behavior? As we said, there can be a two-tier justice system, which there is here without because of what Hillary got away with. Mm -hmm. And Trump still did things that are just inexcusable, that are just stupid, yeah. as we have stated. The one thing you can't figure out is what it was his motives behind it. What was the motive for Trump to do all of this? Mm -hmm. Wasn't criminal. Right. You see, Geraldo Rivera came out in defense of Trump yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was mind boggling. Mm -hmm. Said he he's not spying. He's not selling secrets. He's not doing anything. This is the Democrats coming after him. I had to, I had to double check. This is Geraldo Rivera saying this. Right. And and so, you know, and and so he's making the point of the two tier justice system uh, uh, too. but. You're getting to the point here, as he's saying, look, if Trump if Trump hadn't behaved this way, this wouldn't be an issue. Mm -hmm. If you know that everybody is coming at you and if you know they'll make stuff up about you, don't make their job easier. And what Trump has done over the last I think this is the I think this is the message Christie's trying to put out. I think with what everything that's happened. That Trump, you know, he's making the case Trump lost in 2020. We lost the Senate race because of Trump and his his lawyers telling everybody not to vote in Georgia. And then we didn't perform in 2022 and his Senate candidates, because that's the one you're worried about, the mm -hmm. Senate, his Senate candidates, the vast majority of his Senate candidates lost. He's a loser, loser, loser. He doesn't know how to win. He makes the wrong choices. Maybe he did some good things, but he's not going to get the win. Mm-hmm. And so that, and so I wasn't surprised yesterday when uh, when Christie uh, uh, did that. Now the thing is, when you have a lot of Republicans look at the actual things going on, as we said, there's two problems. There's the thing that Trump, the audio mm -hmm. of where Trump, what he was telling the public was the reverse of what he actually believed, mm -hmm. and the fact that his own lawyers will be testifying against him. Yeah, those are really damning things to legally damning to happen in a in in a case uh, uh, like this, and he's got to he's got to be worried. I mean, you and I were talking about the fact: has he found the local lawyer lawyer yet for tomorrow? Well, that's the thing is that uh, New York Times even we said it yesterday on the show, and, and then it popped up uh, in uh, in my newsfeed. Uh, the New York Times had the story about okay, we, we don't know who the lawyers going to be i mean he has lawyers but he does but they you, but but you who's want a going local, to be the team right you and, want to but you want a local lawyer when you're walking into a, a you, you want a lawyer who is familiar with the judge you want somebody on your yeah, team and, who's and local and that's what there they don't are have. two that are that are you know practice or, or licensed to practice in uh in florida and and you know they made that point but the thing is is that you know my point yesterday because i said I wouldn't be surprised if if he had a you know this brand new team, and I do mean like brand new team all together. I you uh, you know dream team kind of approach, but here we are. It's late in the game. <laughs> We're hours away, and and no one in the media at least seems to know who that's going to be that shows up and and is going to take well, the lead in this case. Looks like it though, from what we know right now, it may not be a actual arraignment. It may just be right, yeah, you know right. what what the bail will be. Right. Yeah, bail hearing. Yeah, the uh, a bail hearing because they're saying a magistrate's going to be there not mm -hmm. the actual judge. Not the judge, right. And, you know, 
the judge being friendly so far in decisions that favored Trump, I I would try not to put any weight into that. If you're putting your hopes into that and you're part of the Trump team, I mean, that's certainly not a negative, but don't count it as a win just yet. You know, you've got to, when you finally get to that point, the evidence is going to be what it is. And the the team, whoever that is, his defense team is going to have to work pretty hard. This is why I think it, it has to be, or just my idea, that it has to be an all-new team taking a new approach and, and basically breaking it down, the folding in what Dershowitz said. Look, uh, the Presidential Records Act, so, many of, so much of this has not been really defined. Uh, he... And then I would expect the approach of when he was talking to the author, he was actually uh, he was actually lying. He, he he was he was overplaying it, or he was inaccurate. Probably wouldn't say he was lying. Uh, you'll say, oh, he wasn't accurate at that point. He said something that wasn't accurate. Blah 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 blah. I don't know where they would go, but it, and, it and has he, to be a whole new clean slate, and, I would think. And he actually didn't show the document to anybody. Right, right. He was just waving it in front yeah, of them. Yes. Well, that's the debate going on. Should Trump go scorched earth? And right. Because his advisors are worried about the fact, you know, you got Roger Stone and Laura Loomer trying to get a crowd out there mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, pretty rowdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, well, this is, this isn't going to do him any good no. because there's two trains of thoughts or uh, two trains of thoughts of how you do this, that everything is illegitimate mm-hmm. or the fact is he's really innocent, didn't do it, and you try to move one juror. Right. And you're not going to move one juror if there's massive protest outside yeah. and the whole thing is about everything stinks and I've just been, if you don't actually, you know, there's that there's that strategy, everything's not legitimate, and there's the other strategy, actually go through the case piece by piece to get one juror not to vote with you. Right. And so that's the debate going on right now inside the Trump right, right, legal exactly, team. Right, exactly. And, you know, what what is in the document that he ended up not actually sharing, you know. And so what was it? What document was it? What proof is there of what document it was? And so you hear him talking. The question is, where is where's the hard evidence? And that's going to be, I think, mm-hmm. the center of the case. 86690 Red Eye. Surviving and thriving as an owner operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Like the chief financial officer of any company, you have to be concerned about rising costs, especially without increases in revenue. Trying to reduce costs, let alone make sense of them, can be a complicated task. Understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year. A penny saved could be $1,000 earned. Saving just one penny per mile over 100,000 miles driven annually will deliver $1,000 to the bottom line at the end of the year. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology. For more information, go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Overdrive's Partners in Business section of the website for more detail on Business 101 and many other topics. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Friday Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, so uh, we'll be be interesting. But what I, uh, uh, but after tomorrow, like I said, the arraignment may then be a couple of weeks down the road, um, and then where do you go on it? You know a lot of information on it already. Uh, on the 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 Trump case, for example, you know a lot more than the Trump case than you do. I mean, there's a lot we know about the Biden case, but the Biden case is drip, drip, drip every day. There's something new coming out. And I think that's what the Republicans probably wish to do is have this thing and and bringing Devin Archer in for a deposition means, mm. okay, now they're getting the witnesses under oath Yeah, that they, yeah. that they yeah. may, uh, that they may use or that they may bring for a public hearing, because I do think that you're going to have a public hearing. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, this, uh, this autumn, I just think that there's a, I think on both sides, on the Democrat side and the Republican side, they want to clear the table. They want it. They, they want it clear who is going to be, who's going to be their monster to run next year against each other. Yeah. And no, I, I think and you're I, right on that. I, and I think they would like to do that. Like now, I mean, right. s- clearly sooner, the sooner, the better, but and and there may be two different things. The Democrats uh, may because they they've always had this mindset. They want Trump to be the guy, and the Republicans are trying to do everything to show how corrupt not only the Biden administration is, but law enforcement. That's it's the entire infrastructure of the government that is run by the left. Mm-hmm. That has to go. So it's not just Biden. It's the Democratic Party that has all this particular influence. Right. And that's what they I think I believe that's what they wish to do. Yeah. That the government is. Weaponized. Yeah. And so the government has to change, not just not just the president, but across the board. Right. Yep. Yeah, I I honestly you know, you look at it right now, both parties. I mean, what's the number one concern of any candidate who is going to be, uh, while they're not the presumptive nominee officially, but you look at it, and right now, according to the polls and according to the situation, it's Biden versus Trump. Mm-hmm. But with any candidate going in, what do you want? No baggage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not happening this That's time. That's not happening this time.
You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. I uh, got to some, uh, got an email here. What, what did you uh, think of the Hannity Newsom thing, the uh, interview? Eh. Mm. I mean, they yeah. cut, he cut it up in, you know, into certain things. So, I yeah. mean, I don't know yeah. what was uh, left, uh, left uh, uh, out of it. Uh, I, I would, um, I would have asked different questions than, than Hannity. I would have been more direct when Newsom was being disingenuous or not telling the truth. I would have called him on it. Right. I would. My my goal would be to get him off. They were talking over each other a tremendous amount of the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I would say, "Don't talk over me. Let me say it, then I'll let you say it." And I would be much more direct with the Gavin Newsom because the state is the state is failing. Yeah. And I would call him on it. And I th- thought, I-, I think that, you know, Hannity trying to, you know, I think one of the problems is one of the reasons he wanted Newsom on is because their ratings are hurting right now. And he came up with the, he came up with the idea. I want to start the big debates where, and I want the first one to be you and DeSantis. And I'm like, okay, you're trying to build up and mm-hmm. bring on guests and, mm-hmm. The one thing that you and I have talked about many times before, that in the media, even in, you know, one, one of the troubles that uh, that I always had when I was on during the day and could get good guests, it didn't matter, uh, and you were the same way, that I didn't want anybody BSing me, even if it was a Republican. If I'm and not going to get anywhere, right, it doesn't make Right, and, I, and, I, and I'd call them out on it, even a Republican. Well, people don't like it. When you truly call them out and you say, you're lying about that, they don't like that, and so they won't come on again. And so when you bring somebody like him on, you want him to get on again. So, well, we're going to have a reasonable discussion, uh, you know, which which means you don't get to the heart of the matter or you don't get to the actual blunt truth of right. it. Right. And so that would have been, you know, it was. I'm not saying it was a bad interview. It was okay. I would have been much harder on uh, on Newsom and much more much much more specific. I think that uh, you're likely going to see this. At the very least, you're going to see Gavin Newsom as the surrogate for the party. Uh, because Biden can't campaign. He just can't. Yeah, you're right. He can't. Well, he you, can make appearances the, and he can wave. You saw Jill's going to be yeah. the main one campaign right. for him in a couple of places yep. here yeah. in the near future. Yeah, no, I, it's interesting because uh, I almost said it last week. How long before the first lady is out there? And, and she's the lead campaigner in the house, uh, in their household. And you don't want to put Kamala Harris out there. Kamala Harris can do The View. Kamala Harris can do other interviews where it's not going to be, you know, the weird speech of repeating phrases and the weird laugh. And if she has a weird laugh on The View, well, they all do. And so, you know, it's, not going to be Biden. So you need the surrogates. Well, who do they have? I mean, you're not going to have... Who wants to go out right now? Think about this. In the party, who wants to go out there and campaign for Joe Biden? The, the party is right now very heavy with a lot of things that are weighing them down. 
Now, if you're Gavin Newsom, you're in California. Nothing weighs you down. We've talked about his blue bubble. Outside of it, you don't, you're not going to resonate. I mean, except for in other blue bubbles, that's not going to get you anywhere. So then what? Well, I mean, you've got things being hit so hard uh, over and over again. Tell me who the other surrogates on the left are. Uh, I would, uh, I would have, for example, uh, if if I was preparing to do an interview with Newsom, number one, it would be on the electric vehicle mandates. Mm-hmm. Not that I wouldn't hit, uh, I would, I, I would hit the sanctuary cities. I would be much more blunt mm-hmm. that we should be a nation. Sorry, we should be a nation that has legal immigration, not illegal. You're talking about comprehensive. You're talking about comprehensive, uh, 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 you know, immigration reform, mm-hmm. which means you want to give. You want to give uh, amnesty right. to people that come here illegally. Right. That's wrong to do so. Right. We should have people come in legally to this country, not illegally. You are promoting law-breaking, and you shouldn't be doing it as a governor. Right. And and we we should actually be, and and so I would have been I would have been much more blunt on that. The other thing is another report today uh, was uh, was was out. We'll get to it a little bit later on in the show that says California will not have the power to to uh, to uh, 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 be able to uh, will not have the power uh, generation ca- capability to power EVs. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to have it. They don't have the power. They don't have the the future isn't there. I would pound on him on that. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about California and you talk about what a big state you are. Yet every report comes out, you're killing the grid. Right. You're absolutely killing the grid. You are hurting. Right. And, and this is where you don't have the discussion. You accuse him of doing the wrong thing. That's oh, what yeah. I would do yeah. because he is doing the wrong thing. Yeah, there's no it, way it's they'll not, make that 35 mandate. It's not going right. to happen. The 35 mandate isn't going to happen. You're you're living in a delusion, as is Biden, mm-hmm. saying you're going to do it with solar and wind. And now they've the, the administration has added nuclear. I don't know if you've added nuclear uh, to the, the, the entire uh, mix. But likely in California, not in my backyard, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, it's already being put out there, and you give all the different engineering organizations to come out and say, you're not going to have the power. Why would you dare? Why would you dare try to hurt your state's economic energy uh, security? Why would you do that? And as a whole, if you plan on running for president, why would you be hurting American national security in doing this right if if you hit them on the right things he has nothing but if you're going to approach it we're going to have a reasonable discussion Mm -hmm. well you have to have if you're going to hold a reasonable discussion you have to have a reasonable view yeah the views aren't reasonable from gavin newsom they're insane from critical race theory to the uh activist the the liberal activist insane transgender movement to their their uh, policies on the border to their energy policies to defund the police mm-hmm. to crime mm-hmm. and you sit there and say okay we're gonna let's have it and then they they talk over each other so you don't get anywhere and it's like okay interview over yeah so no i would have done it different than hannity yeah um it i guess we'll see what the ratings turned out uh how the ratings turned out I don't see uh, – look, Newsom once would love to uh, appease the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, he would love to do that in, you know, the, again, prepping, grooming, whatever you want to call it, to be the backup guy. The one thing they remember <laughs> when then 
Governor Cuomo was, they were saying it out loud, promoting him as the guy if Biden couldn't make it in the last presidential run. Of course, that didn't work out. Uh, But now they're not saying it out loud, but it's pretty clear. And at the very least, you have another surrogate out there for the party on the issues that can speak coherently. Now, on the issues, the problem is, is, of course, they don't resonate with the American people. They just don't. I mean, they still have the, you know, climate change crowd. But when you start, the one thing that I think they haven't, and maybe nobody's been able to measure it yet, but when you start putting those mandates in place, you change it. That's not incentivizing. That's saying it will be against the law to sell a new vehicle after 2035 unless it's an EV. That's a very different approach. And you don't win over people that way. Now, we got a few years till then, but still the tone that is taken has turned people off on the left. Maybe it doesn't turn them off completely to EVs, but it turns them off to the approach, the political approach, because it's very different than incentivizing saying, here, we'll give you $7,500 and a tax credit. And gosh, the liberal transgender movement and mutilation surgery and all of this that's on the table for them, it's a mess. And they can't talk in the mainstream realm. They can't. No, and so, I mean, that's it, understanding what, what he's tr- attempting to do, which is I'm going to sit there and talk about, you know, uh, the uh, comprehensive immigration reform and mm-hmm. we care about every No, here's how it should be. And this is what the American people in law want. Mm-hmm. Legal immigration. Yeah. What you're saying by comp- comprehensive immigration reform is how many illegal immigrants can we legalize in this country to a path to citizenship? Right. And that's no way to run an immigration system. Well, Reagan, well, then Reagan was wrong. Yeah. Right. Because it didn't solve the problem, did it? No, I mean, and, you know, and, it, and so, and, and so, I mean, it's, and this is where, this is where, because he brought up in the interview, I'm, I, I didn't play that portion for people, but where uh, he was saying, well, uh, Reagan, you know, what about Reagan? Reagan, we want to do what Reagan did. Reagan didn't solve the problem when they, when, when they made the deal with the, the Democrats. Didn't solve right. any problem, did it? Right. If no. you can't secure the border, right. there's no point. If you and, have no desire to secure the border, then there's no point. They're not screaming. They're trying to, you know, they, it's, they, they, they act as if this is some kind of negotiation, right? Well, if we'll do immigration reform, then we'll, no. Secure the border. Period. Full stop. Secure the border. Separate issue, immigration reform. That is not a quid pro quo that has ever worked. Why is that? Because unless you're able to secure the border, then 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, you're going to be talking about the same thing over and over again. 
Why? Well, because people are still coming here illegally. And you have a significant number, millions of them. And what do you do? Oh, well, we'll do immigration reform. Nope. Tried that once. Didn't work. The answer is no. Secure the border. If we want to talk about uh, uh, the the visa situation, I, I don't think politically you're going to have that conversation right now. You, I, I just don't think you are. Because it's not going to resonate with people. But if you want to talk about, as then-President Trump was talking about it with Jim Acosta, the day Jim Acosta was thrown out of the media room, Trump in that conversation was saying, we want people to come here legally because we're creating jobs. We need people for those jobs. Well, politically, I don't think that that is on the table right now. I just don't think you're going to get the, the support for that. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, I guess in conclusion, I could say I believe that the Democratic Party is absolutely scared to death about the whole Biden situation. Yeah. And I mean, not yeah. just about his cognitive abilities, but uh, the drip, drip, drip of a bribe, because everything yeah. changed when it became when that story came out that this is about a bribe. Well, everything and changed. It, and it, the question too. How many people in the party knew? How many people have known this for years? I said this while you were out. You and I always asked the question way, way back when in impeachment number one, did they go after, because it was so bogus when they went after mm-hmm. him and everybody mm-hmm. knew it. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are they going after him? Because we knew at that time that the Obama State Department was extremely concerned yeah. About the fact that Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. Right. And his father was the point person and then bragged about it because, but way back then, remember, we played that audio. And who was the CIA officer that went to Adam Schiff's office? It was the one assigned to, before Trump, the vice president of Obama's reign, and that was Joe Biden. He had intimate knowledge of all of that. Yes. And so we said from the very beginning, no, that that this has legitimate concerns for possible uh, corruption because there's no reason mm-hmm. that Hunter Biden should be serving on the board, and right. that was that what right. it was about. And I always wondered, we and we had talked about this way back then. Did they go after him because they were getting too close? Right. Did they decide to right. change the topic because right. now, as we see, everything. I mean, as I said the other day, <clears throat> I said. Man, if it's Barisma, if it's a Barisma executive, man, this changes everything. Right. And it's a Barisma executive. Yeah. Who's a Barisma executive? The president of Barisma. <laughs> the top guy. Yeah.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and you can listen if you're in Iowa, yeah. If you're in California, that's right. If it's tomorrow, uh-huh. if it's the next day, that's right. If it's the next day after that, uh huh. If it's yesterday, oh wait, we haven't come up with that. Yet. When and where you want. That's right. All right. So I see Pat Sajak is retiring from the Wheel of Fortune. Wasn't he quite public in his conservative viewpoints a couple of years ago? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, was. he was. Yeah. He uh, responded to a tweet one time. He had posted, and I saw it just as he did it. He said, hey, I'm trying to win a bar bet. Am I still the host? This is a few years back. Am I still the host of Wheel of Fortune? Or I, I am still the host of Wheel of Fortune, right? And I said, no, Seacrest is. Because, I, I mean, I was right there one second when he posted it. I posted, mm-hmm. no, Seacrest is. And he came back and he goes, dang it. <laughs> he responded to it. So that was fun. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he's been, he took over for Chuck Woolery. Way back. Does anybody remember that Chuck Woolery no, was I, once host? I have no idea. Yeah. And so. I've never been a game show watcher, whether it's Jeopardy or whatever. Yeah, I've just never. never. I, unless it was, um, what was it, Match Game? Gene Rayburn? Oh. And Hollywood Squares. Gene Rayburn, who had the, he remember he had the real long microphone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, that was yeah. that I do remember. That was was and, kind of funny. Not as funny, I think, as Hollywood Squares. Uh, but I could, if they could pare those down to like the best of. Uh, they said Hollywood Squares. The deal was because they would they would tape a week's worth of episodes uh, in one day. So what they would do is in the morning tape Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Go to lunch, come back and take Thursday and Friday. They said, always watch the Thursday and Friday because back then it was normal to have a three martini lunch. <laughs> so not sure if that's accurate or true, but that was the rumor. And so if you ever see those episodes, uh, watch the ones that were on later in the week. Well, but I watched yeah. Hollywood Squares uh, probably when I was a kid. I mean, as an adult. I mean, once yeah, I became yeah, a teenager. Yeah. I, except for the Gong Show, I did watch some of the Gong Show. I loved, was, yeah. loved the Gong Show. You know, um, Gene, Gene, the, the dancing, dancing machine. machine. You know what was weird during the time when uh, Chuck Barris passed away? Chuck Barris and Chuck Berry passed away fairly close together, and. Uh, there and Ben E. King and B.B. King also passed away close together. And I made the joke I think what we have is a grim reaper with a hearing problem. <laughs> but, but Chuck Barris was so funny. I mean, just the way he did it, just the way he presented it. I mean, he was kind of the straight guy, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was. 
the gong show was just uh, it was just greatness. It was. Remember, I don't I don't think he was the first. He produced it, mm -hmm. uh, but they had a different host. Yeah. And yeah. it didn't work out, and so right. he didn't want to be the host, and he right. just did it. But I mean, he was he was perfect for the insanity there. I did see uh, this is just on going through all my YouTube stuff, and uh, uh, there was uh, the long interviews they do with different what is it, the American Academy of Arts mm -hmm. or whatever, where mm -hmm. they talk to all these you know people of all their different television shows, yeah. and they talk to Jamie Farr mm -hmm. about being on the Gong Show. Yeah, and he's just like. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, no. See, that seems like it would be really fun to be yeah. on, right? Mm -hmm. um, that Hollywood Squares. Um, I think I think Match Game too. Match Game was a lot of fun. Uh, just the writers made it a lot of fun, and I think Sajak makes Wheel of Fortune fun. There was there's this in uh, over the last few years this. I think it's clickbait more than anything. Oh, people react to his uh, words that he said or whatever he said to a contestant. He's just poking fun. It's all tongue in cheek. You know, it's so it's John. He's Barber, kind of the comedian. John Barber, who ended up on mm. Real People. Yeah. Was right. the first host of the gong show, but he did not like mm. the fact he wanted wow. it to be a serious amateur hour. Right. And it's like, no, that's not where we're at. I mean, the worse you were, the, oh, better, the better it was. Oh, the better. Yeah. 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 No, you want it to... Was, it was funny because sometimes the celebrities, you know, they would hold the 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 mallet for the, for the gong and get up and dance with it first, you know, before they're about to use it and then have some fun with whatever the act was. And, of course, then the unknown comic. The unknown comic was <sighs> comedy so bad that it was good, that it was funny, while wearing a paper bag over his head. And uh, that, it, it, it just, I don't know. It, it seems like they're not willing to have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, and someone made this comment, I think it was uh, Nate Bargatze, said, you know, I want to go back to the time when people are just willing to have fun on TV, whatever we're watching, whatever entertainment. Just fun. Have some fun. And those were fun. Um, it, the fun in Wheel of Fortune is trying to guess the puzzle. Like Jeopardy, trying to answer the question before the mm -hmm. first contestant, whoever gets it, answers it. Um, that's kind of the thing. You're playing along. Uh, and then, back in the day, remember when they did shopping, right? You you won so much, and then you would just go shopping. Okay, I'll take the Dalmatian for fifteen hundred mm -hmm. or whatever, and uh, that kind of thing uh, was interesting. But I mean, it was really about solving the puzzle, you know, playing along. Gong show only lasted two years. Yeah, I thought it was longer than that. Yeah, it, it had well, a, it, it had a limited run. You couldn't go it on. Did, it did, and it it yeah. it did go on into repeats. But it was mm -hmm. like you know, um, you were only going to get so much out of that. Gene, uh, Gene, the dancing machine, unknown comic, and you know, and celebrities. I mean, the there's, popsicle there's, twins. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Yeah, we won't go any further yeah, than the, that's the pretty pops, much all you need. The popsicle twins that uh, the, yeah. And, yeah, and Jamie Farr talked about that also. He's like, "Oh man, yeah." yeah. 
But yeah, I it's I did find out one thing though. Mm. Well, with uh, the announcement that Pez Sajak in the next year is going to retire. Yeah. And it was um, that I realized that everybody I went to high school, they're all retired and they sit at home and they watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. See? Because <laughs> they were all commenting yeah. on it. I'm like, right. wow, I don't relate to I, this at all. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think hmm. the only time I see it now is if I'm at my parents' house and it happens to be on. That's. That's it for me. My father will watch. Uh, I'll be back for this weekend. Right. Yeah. Most a day and a half, two days, two days, mm-hmm. two days. That's right. And and so probably Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. The news will be on. He'll watch right. the nightly yep. news, which yep. drives me crazy. I yeah. have to leave. Yeah. See, I, I cannot. I can't stay in the room I, either. I cannot watch. Yeah. You know, I cannot watch the 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 network news mm-hmm. and my father will always want to watch it it's mm-hmm. like okay i gotta i gotta go out and do so. i just can't it drives me crazy yeah i'll the, stay for the, the local news but i won't i don't like the network news at all yeah the local news i'll stay for yeah. the network news i just I, because <clears throat> i view it that i'm off work i'm on a little vacation and so yeah. if i watch and all i do is pick up on the bias of every story well yeah. that's a bias story. Oh, they said that they did oh, that they from you, open to close it's, right and and it's like well they yeah. didn't well they didn't bring up this up i mean right. the bias is here the bias right. is there and i just can't watch it and for some yeah. reason you know that's my my parents i mean that's what they grew up watching was the sure. network news that's what right. that's what they know and there's a comfort zone and my father doesn't believe all of it but he can sit and watch it mm-hmm. i can't yeah and so afterwards then i don't know what order comes on jeopardy and then wheel of fortune yeah and then if my you know my my uh, sisters with my dad now they'll all sit down and they'll watch it and I'm like okay and I yeah. and I may try it but yeah. I, I guess at that point my problem with game shows is mm-hmm. I really don't want to work when I watch TV <laughs> well I don't want to think when I watch luckily yeah the majority of shows you don't have to think but well yeah I mean. Uh, I, I, I kind of fall in that category too. And I also don't care who wins, you know, which of the contestants. I mean, I never have a favorite. It's not a, you know, and so I I would say jeopardy more so than wheel of fortune. I have probably have a tendency to play along, but I'm rarely in front of jeopardy. I mean, it's rare these days. I have not seen it. Uh, since uh, Trebek died. And so, uh, you know, you and I have read the stories about what's, you know, how it's going down and, you know, and now Ken Jennings and the whole thing. But um, I did see if, the... When I tune in to, Wheel, if I see Wheel of Fortune, I do enjoy Pat Sajak's back and forth. I, I think he does Oh, no, I, I, they're all good. I mean, they're, yeah. they're all... Well, I haven't seen any of the new jeopardy with the new hosts i yeah no i haven't i i, I read about the controversy and i'm like right no nah, i don't care yeah i don't care um, <laughs> i don't care but i did see uh i was going through the channels and uh cheers was on and it was when uh was when the mailman when cliff clavin was on oh jeopardy yeah yeah <laughs> and claimed he got the answer right and they yeah. said it was wrong he goes yeah. no it's right and yeah yeah, that was that was actually that was actually pretty funny, but yeah, uh, yeah, and but that got into it. I mean, where he talked about you know Cliff Clavin, him mm. and his mother watching, but that actually is true. People yeah. have people have watched Jeopardy, mm-hmm. you know, and when Trebek died, 
it was like they lost a family member. Yeah. Because yeah. it was on after yeah. the news. And yeah, no. People a mainstay. Wa- people watched it religiously. It was part of a routine. Yeah. It, it wasn't just, it, it was, I mean, it was part of that local news uh, 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 sandwich between local news and, and network news and primetime that was a routine. Yeah. That yeah, I mean, you didn't break. People went 40 years watching oh, that. Oh, yeah. Every single yeah, yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, It'd yeah. be on after the yep. news. And yep. People would watch it. And yeah, that's real fortunate in at my parents' house, and that market is between the local news, which comes on the, the 6 o'clock. They have a 5 and a 6. And mm-hmm. then they do the, uh, let's see here, then they do Wheel of Fortune, and then at 7 o'clock, the primetime, whatever primetime stuff comes on. But... I don't watch TV anymore. You know, I just don't watch any live TV. That's the only TV I ever see. Yeah, I really. Uh, that's the same with uh, with me. Yeah. Uh, mm. I even golf. I turned on the golf the other day. Yeah. I, I mean, I turned on the Canadian Open. Jim right. Nance. Yeah. And it's Pride Week, and we would like to talk to the LGBTQ. And I'm like, it's like gone. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Don't don't need yeah. don't need CBS to be promoting yep. the organization yeah. that promotes yeah. child mutilation right. and that men should compete against women. Right. Sorry, and yeah. that's what the that's what Pride has become. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, nope. Sorry, agenda gone. Yep. And I'm I, I did think though. I said, was CBS doing that because it's golf, or were they doing it because it's Canada? Oh, because hmm. I hadn't seen CBS do hmm. that. By the way, did you see that the who is the only major league team that has not done a pride night? Mm. Major league baseball team. Mm. The Texas Rangers. Oh. Okay. I saw that the other day. They mm. just it's like, no, we Yeah. And so this is that that's the entire test. Must you do it? Right. Because remember, silence is violence. Right. There is no neutrality. Either you're with us and celebrate us, yeah. or we will destroy you. Mark Cuban's saying all these companies going woke is good business. Yeah. Speaking of Dallas sports, Dallas area sports. Yeah, that was. I, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. Well, remember, he's an NBA owner that promoted the lie of yeah. police. No, they they can get away yeah. with a lot of it. I mean, but yeah, remember NBA. though. The NBA commissioner at the end of right. that first season had to come back and say, uh, yeah, not so much. Yeah. Why aren't you promoting it like right. you were in that year, Mark? Right. Exactly. That'd be my question. Yeah. And but, do you, do but, you uh, think it's good that the but, way that Target stock has gone and the way that Bud Light's earnings have gone? But understand that they they were, and this is the most important thing about the NBA, mm. they promoted a lie and they promoted, uh, uh, what's his name, um, James LeBron James LeBron James mm-hmm. who lied about Wisconsin help mm-hmm. inflamed the riots of Kenosha. Oh yeah. And that was based on a complete lie and the NBA was behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay if that's what Mark Cuban wants to support mm-hmm. that they support good things fine. He's full of crap. Yeah. Yeah, no it's flat out false. Yeah. Absolutely. 86690 red eye. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Man, that was uh, sad about actor Treat Williams. Yeah. Killed in I, a uh, motorcycle accident? Yeah, uh, so this, this happened uh, yesterday. According to his agent, he was riding a motorcycle and was hit by a car uh, in Vermont. He was uh, care-flighted to the, a hospital there. Uh, Elizabethtown Community Hospital, where he died. He was 71. I I loved Treat Williams. I, I watched him in a number of movies over the years and, and, and shows. I always thought he was great. I always thought he had that great presence, you know, on the screen. His uh, face has character. Yeah, exactly. He could play a number of different uh, characters along the way. I mean... Really, I mean, it kind of kicked off, even though he did a lot of work before then, but uh, Hair, the movie Hair, I'm not a big musicals guy, but, you know, but but he was good in it, and it was it did very well, uh, and then he kind of went on uh, and did, man, a, a number of, I think, I don't know, great roles, and uh, really shocking uh, and, and very sad. Our condolences to uh, to his family, but uh, yeah, Treat Williams killed in a motorcycle accident yesterday at the age of seventy one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. You know, uh, when I was a kid and a teenager, I wanted a motorcycle more than anything in my yeah. life. Yeah. And now that I could afford one, mm-hmm. no way in hell. I feel the pressure because my last name is Harley, and that's the first question you know, when someone meets me. Hey, do you, do you own a Harley? Well, no, I don't, but I have family members that work for the uh, the Harley-Davidson uh, Corporation. And I, um, I don't. It, you really have to be, this is something my brother-in-law has, has a, a really nice bike, and we had a, a conversation one time. Uh, because he likes to just go cruising around town. He doesn't use it as his daily driver. He's just, you know, he likes the the great uh, ride around town. He lives in a small town. I don't, number one. Uh, number two, I don't have that experience. And number three, you learn that, quite unfortunately, that the drivers of other vehicles don't see you. They just don't see motorcycles. And it is, my brother-in-law, when he said it to me, I started noticing more and more. And I noticed that the people that were on bikes were very, very, most of them were very, very uh, head-on-a-swivel kind of people as they were uh, riding on the highway or on, on streets because and now it's been repeated to me over and over by a lot of people who ride motorcycles. And uh, for uh, anyone that's out there on a motorcycle, you know it. Cars just don't see. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's quite unfortunate, but it is it is the case. And you have to be very uh, cautious when you're on a bike. And that's the thing. I don't trust me on a bike. I don't have that experience.
McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. All right, some polling numbers. All right, what All right. All right. A larger majority of Americans now, 69% than in 2021, 62% say transgender athletes should be allowed to compete on sports teams that conform with their birth gender. Finally, people are fighting back against the insanity. That's yeah. why. Right. The arguments being there when when the liberal uh radical transgender activist movement was steamrolling by intimidation over anyone who dared to disagree. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, people were like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see it now, just a seven, that's over, that's almost a 10% change. Right. In just, uh, uh, you know, a little over a year and a half. You know, what's interesting is there is that turn. You and I talked about uh, with the Disney thing, uh, I think, too, with McAuliffe and and with, uh, you know, a a number of uh, folks on the left that they didn't realize you're not going up against conservatives or people in office, Republicans in office. You're going up against the parents. And I would love to see the breakdown of a poll like this in terms of parents. What do, if they were to break it down into certain groups, okay, how many parents believe that it's okay uh, for them to play sports on their daughter's team or whatever. But then... We saw this. We saw more of a shift. Uh, was it last week? We played the audio from uh, Gays Against Grooming. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was, hey, we don't want any part of this. Right. And while that's not exactly what's going on with, uh, you know, the sports thing, it is obviously directly related to it. Um, and we have heard from transgenders, from gays who have said no. No, 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 no. They should not be playing on the same team. And this is... And and you should not be teaching... You shouldn't be teaching any type of sexual content, is, content to, to young kids, to, yes. To five-year-olds, exactly. six-year-olds, and seven-year-olds. Yep. Exactly. And, and that was the, the a number of the the uh, audio cuts we played. We had the video mm. of from uh, for Gays Against Grooming. Mm-hmm. And that, so when, when we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Gavin Newsom or anybody on the left, and and I'm you know and make and having the conversation about who their surrogate is going to be because it's not Biden. I mean, for him, it's going to be his wife. It's going to be the first lady. Jill Biden's going to get out there a little bit, and she that's probably going to increase more and more. Uh, he's not capable of doing it, and we all know that physically and mentally, he can't get out there in front of the media. He can't get out there on the road. I mean, he could walk past them at a great distance and wave and smile. He has trouble even doing that sometimes. And so who are the surrogates for the party? Well, you're going to see that. Obviously, Gavin Newsom is going to be that if he's not the outright replacement eventually for Biden. But when they get out there, these are the problems uh, that I alluded to earlier on their plate. The polls show that the American people are not connecting with this ramped up agenda, especially the liberal transgender movement. They just aren't. The American people are pretty much, look, if you're an adult, you live your life. Right. But when it comes to kids, we draw the line. When it comes to kids and when it comes to 
uh, women, uh, yeah. biological women, being able to play their own sports. Title Nine, and, and and that's yeah. that's why. And we said this before because you and I've been talking about this for well over a decade. And and we don't make predictions, but we did predict what would happen here. Yeah. And the one thing that we predicted, we said, will there eventually be a split that you will have the uh, LGB that will be will not will have a significant split uh, uh, from the LGB from the rest of the uh, alphabet uh, come someday when they realize, okay, this is something completely different than what we're promoting. And yeah. that happened. And the other thing we said is liberal feminism will die. Yeah. And you yeah. saw that. I mean, that was because in 2016, and you, we we actually saw that happen in front of our eyes, and you and I, because you and I had been talking about it for a number of years, mm. and it was the the, the first uh, women's march when Trump was president. Yeah, and they all right. were wearing the pink hats, mm -hmm. representing a vagina. Right. Then the second year, there was a split because not all women have vaginas, and that's right. when they started talking about old school feminist versus the modern feminist of today who believes that a man can be a woman. <laughs> right. How can you be a feminist and say a man can be a woman? I mean, that's for another discussion, but still, it's like, well... Then you have people carved out, Martina Navratilova, who is iconic in that movement, mm -hmm. all of a sudden is the oppressor. And she did come out against the... Cyclist, did you see that one cyclist, mm. transgender, won, won the race, bicycle race, by five minutes? Yeah. Winning I mean, a, think winning, about winning that. a bicycle race by five minutes right. is like winning the Indianapolis 500 by 499 miles. <laughs> right? No, seriously. It is. Those bike races are always neck and neck. Uh, Martina Navratilova. Uh, and uh, former British uh, distance runner Mara uh, Yamuchi were among those to slam Austin Killips after the transgender cyclist finished first place in at the Belgian Waffle Ride in North Carolina. Kibbs uh, finished ahead of the uh, others and talked about the win after the race. Uh, one in, uh, let me see, one over okay four minutes by one and by seven minutes i believe over the other woman mm. wow and uh martina navratilova what a joke uh you and i though there are some topics that we talk about because we've never been afraid to talk about anything and there are some things that were viewed as well i would always talk about when i first got into talk radio and say said well don't talk about race mm -hmm. why you don't well, you, because you can't. You don't want to talk about race. Number one, because you're white. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> I, there isn't a topic I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about a topic because you feel that it's sensitive. I have no problem talking about any topic. Yeah, right. Except my dating life, and um, <laughs> anything, anything else, anything. <laughs> well, well. Anything else? I goes. was going to say, there's really not much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, doesn't exactly present opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't do one of my long monologues, can I? Uh, I was going. Well, I was, I've been, I've I was been, going down the street, and yeah. she 
pulled up next to me in the in the stoplight. She was in her car. I smiled. She smiled back at me. Whoa! Yeah, and I've been uh, I've been married for thirty two and a half years. I don't have much of a <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We but, but we we do we do shake hands in the hallway every once in a while. <laughs> she says she salute. says, "Hey, I'm thinking about going to a movie Friday night. I, I, have fun." You sal- you salute her <laughs> exactly. That's right. Uh, I salute her. She she is higher ranking. But That's th- true. there are there are some topics that you know we have felt like over the years where you do feel like you're alone. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that was that was one of them. Um, there really wasn't a lot of there, uh, even echoing conserv- or anybody. Yeah, even in co- the conservative mm-hmm. circles of that, and it w- well, what sometimes what that feels like is that okay, you're you're on that topic, and we lay it out and say this is the only way this is going to go. Now this is over a decade ago, and there's nobody else on it, and it's like okay, did did we make a too big of a deal of it? And I mean, we didn't. There was, we were going based on what we had the story and here's the story. Here are the facts. Um, is anybody else going to say anything? And nobody said anything until recent years. And, and we were on it early. I mean, it started one of the first things that, that one of the first big stories was the uh, little girl, uh, in the school bathroom in California. Mm -hmm. And that goes back years. And, and so, you know, all of these things were a big deal. To us, and we, you know, we're kind of a, alone on that. And well, remember, uh, but eventually, it it kind well, of came it, around. And it started with the bathrooms. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. it was and which it was, is that which was and, that part of that story. Yeah. And what we were amazed of was the intimidation of corporations. And remember the boycott of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they wanted a boycott of Texas. It's yes, like right. It's you know, people. It's time to stand up if you're going to boycott the state. Because you don't believe that girls should be exposed to male genitalia. Yeah, right. Well, remember, but, in you know, fact, that, and and so we were always shocked that there wasn't because we were pushing back on it big time, and we were like, "Where are the other conservatives? Where are they?" I mean, was or is there another topic that w- was, you know, that was le- that that meant that, or were there, were there a ton of other topics that meant this could never be mentioned? It was like no. We spent a lot of time on it. I mean, not that we sat there and oh no, we're on it, and right. somebody else isn't. Right. Are we going right. to get in trouble? It was just, it was just a quick thing. We'd look at each other, and go, "Is anybody else talking about this?" Yeah, it's just, yeah, the, it just something? wasn't that yeah. that that echo. You know, we have more of an echo chamber now, but still, uh, be, because of social media, social media is an echo chamber. But in 2016, even um, you know, when you. We were talking about a local story. Fort Worth ISD had a transgender student, and they were going back and forth at school board meetings about how it was going to be handled. And they had come to the solution of, well, don't worry. No other students need to be uh, concerned. No other parents need to be concerned in the transgender uh, student, and their parents don't need to be concerned. We're going to make arrangements for the transgender student. Everything's going to be fine. It was about a it was about a bathroom and, and locker room thing, and they came to their solution. And just days later, the same week, is when the joint edict from the Obama administration, Department of Justice, and Department of Education came down, and basically squashed what they did locally and said, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah. And that, it wasn't yep. in direct response, or maybe it was. They didn't mention that in the edict, but uh, in that memo. 
uh, were very clear and said, you can't make special arrangements for any transgender uh, student. And uh, they get to be uh, a female if they say they're a female. They get to change their name if they say they change their name. No, no uh, doctors need to be involved. No parents need to be involved. That's just the way it is. And the Department of Justice was on board with that edict because they were saying that you are violating that student's rights if you don't abide by their wishes. And so all along the way, this has been building. And we said at the time, even if a Republican wins in the fall in 2016 and there is no longer a Democrat in the White House, the Democrats are nowhere near done on this. And, and here we are. And you remember that because the Obama administration did that. And then at the end of the term, you know, this has been December of 2016. Remember that Bi- Biden, that Obama did that interview. I think it was with the Atlantic. Yeah. Where they, they said, you know, you always say you're black, but in essence, you're mixed. Mm-hmm. Why do you say black? And he said, well, because I've come to realize that race is a social construct. Yeah. And yeah. we went, wow. And that went over every liberal's head because I'm sure that even the liberal black leadership would not have agreed with, of the Democratic Party would have agreed with that one. Right. And it sort of it went nowhere. We brought it up and we've always returned to that to show you that the true radical that Obama was, because he's the one that really you think about it, everything we face today defund the police the criticism that the criminal always gets deference and the police officer should always be the one under suspicion came from Obama. Yeah. To fund yeah. the police and all that originally came right. from Obama. Yep. The systemic racism, uh, which was a lie mm-hmm. about police departments, originally came from Obama. Right. The radical transgender activist movement and changing Title IX came from Obama. And then yeah. Obama, that race is a social construct. And remember, which is like, which is just mind-boggling in how radical it it was when he stated that. Remember, so radical that Democrats didn't even comment on it. Remember the Professor Gates incident, and yes. the police acted stupidly, yeah. and then that backlash uh, then led to the beer summit, of course. But it was again clear where the agenda was going. Was that Bud Light? <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> beer they use. That's a good question. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the top of uh, the hour, here it is. New report out, new study. California cannot generate enough power to fuel its electrical, uh, electric, excuse me, electrical, electric vehicle mandate. Hmm. Yeah, there's, well, there's, there's, there's that. There's the mining that will be required for uh, those vehicles and the, and their batteries, uh, whether you're, you're going with cobalt, lithium, nickel all of these any of these materials that would have to just for the california mandate the mining is going to have to ramp up tremendously and that's not going to happen and then what are you going to do when there's no power stay home uber
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, here we go. You ready? Okay, what do you right, got? Here we go. You got a 10-foot alien in your backyard? What do you got? Uh, <laughs> no? No? <laughs> no, nothing. Well, wait. You just uh, you just made me think about something. What was the, oh, what was the, not the 10-foot alien, because that story we saw and then that sort of disappeared, and I expected to hear more about the well, it, the 10-foot alien. On Monday morning, it seemed to be recycling. A lot of things were recycling on Monday that are days old, yeah. and I don't know why, on social media. But, yeah, it's, I mean, that story's a bit aged. All right, and very quickly, before I get to this story, though, because I, I don't want to forget about this, the, the story that, that came out last week, mm. there's never been an update on it, mm. and, and it was on the... Uh, the uh, the FBI, Comer saying that the FBI is in fear of the life of the informant because of because of uh, the Biden situation. That's right. how. That's and, how. And so that it was, was the Florida representative that and uh, Luna that put it on her Twitter. Not, not Comer, not Comer. Right. Uh, Luna said it. Yeah. And then somebody else said it. Well, I there was another. There was another. A member of Congress well, who think, also yeah, said Yeah, I think was, they were was repeating it. Was it, but, it M- was it MTG who said it? I, I, and what I don't know, it, it may have been her that said it, and what and what I don't know is because there were a couple of <laughs> GOP uh, members of the House that were repeating it, and I don't know if they were repeating that based on what Luna tweeted or, but it never right. went anywhere. I it, mean, I, we never, never saw the... Right, follow up. Right, because that would that'd be extremely important because you're getting to the point. Well, then the FBI believes that somebody in the Biden administration. Yeah. Or that's the way it or, was phrased. Or, or, the yeah. FBI feared. Right. That the FBI feared it'd have to be either somebody in the Biden administration right. who was threatening the life of the informant right. or somebody from Burisma. Right. Right? One or the right. other. Right. Has right. to be one. Right. And it's like, well, why why does anybody I mean, who really who really cares about Biden's um, uh, 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 dental work? Right. You know, I yeah. mean, somebody yeah. somebody asked the right questions to Comer on this. And wait a minute, whatever happened to that story? Is the story that the, because that shows that the FBI now, if the FBI didn't investigate it, if the FBI has not been investigating what's been going on, as Comer is claiming then I would say, does that mean that they know that the Biden administration or Burisma, it has to be one or the other, is threatening the life of this informant and would threaten the life if if they knew who this informant was and you haven't investigated this all this time? Because if you fear for the informant and the life of the informant, there must be a reason and therefore you must believe that the charges are credible. Otherwise, why would you be in fear? Right. So, yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, we didn't, I didn't see any, any update Neither did at I. all yeah. on that. Uh, she did tweet yesterday, uh, Anna Paulina Luna from uh, Florida. 
Uh, she did uh, tweet that it looks like Gavin Newsom is going to make a run for president. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> what everybody else was picking up on. Well, no, this yeah. is one of those instances where we feel alone. It's like, how come, yeah. how come we're focusing on this and nobody else seems to care right. about it? Is it I me? Mean, is it us? Right. Is it us? What's going on here? I mean, I, they're, they're, because at the very least, there should have been media follow-up. Now, there were stories, the New York Post, uh, I think, did Fox News do it? But they were doing it based on her tweet. Right, right. So then, okay, you did the story. You acknowledged the tweet. We know you saw it. Where's the follow-up? Where's the follow-up to Comer and to Grassley? Is yeah. this true? Yeah. Is this, is true? this true? Is this true? What did you What did you know right. about this? Because it was worded as such. It was a concern or is still a concern of the FBI. And why? And why is that? Because you're trying to figure out whether this is true or not. That's yep. the whole point. Exactly. Are these allegations true? And then you're telling us that the FBI... And I, from what I know, it's not in it's not in the the FD ten twenty three. Do I have it right? Is that the right? Yeah, is that the I think form? that's I think that's uh, <laughs> the BR five four nine. It's it you think like it was almost as if this is what the FBI communicated to you mm-hmm. is that we can't we can't we don't want to give you all this because the informant if the informant is known the informant's life is in danger. Well, right. who could the informant's life be in danger by? Is it and and they made it clear, or she made it clear, because of this investigation. It wasn't because of some other investigation, because we had asked that question. Did they drop it because it's just, well, if his name is known, he's been an informant for other investigations? It was when she made her when she made her tweet, I believe it was her updated tweet the next day, is she made it absolutely clear yeah. that it was about this investigation. Right. So the only thing that you can come to is as you're trying to figure out whether it's credible or not. If the FBI believes the informant's life is in danger, who is the informant's who is putting the informant's life in danger? It can only be somebody related to the Biden family, right? Or right. or Barisma. Right. right. They're the two parties involved in it. Who else would be threatening his life? And if somebody's threatening his life, how do you know that if you're the FBI? Or are you just saying that because he's an informant? I mean, you need to get to right. the bottom of this story right. Right. because if you the FBI truly believes that the informant's life is in danger, if his name is out there, then it's either the Biden family or Burisma, which means do you, the FBI agents telling you that, believe that the this actually that this is legitimate and actually happened? Because if it right. wasn't legit right. and the bribe never happened, well then who would care? It's not right. true. Don't right. care. Right. They can say whatever they want. I'm well, not threatening somebody's life who's telling a lie. I'm right. only I'm only going to threaten their life if they're telling me the truth and can expose me. And it's also, you know, part of it is that we want to make sure that there is zero hyperbole going on, uh, or on or the- or extraction of uh, something and and making it a personal analysis of you know if if, if that's what. Luna was doing, you know, saying, okay, this is what I take from this is this. You have to be very careful in your wording because it is, everything is just going to boom. It's going to be a hyper trigger effect. And if you are, if it is hyperbole or your take, my take on it is that the FBI is, is worried. Wait a minute, wait, back up. 
You didn't put anything in quotations, so there's that. If you had, then that would tell me, all right, somebody said that, or it's written somewhere in an official document or some kind of message. So then where is that information? Because to me, that that's it. What we've learned uh, on Monday uh, from Grassley, and that is the recordings, um, uh, and well over a dozen recordings that the president of Burisma apparently made. And so if the, my question is, do they still exist? Are they somewhere? Do they? Does the FBI believe they exist? Right. Uh, what happened to those? What was said in those recordings? And then, of course, with uh, the, the, the tweet from Luna last week, where does that lead and where did you get that from? And how do you know this? Is that true? Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. And, and please... Uh, talk more about it because that is very important. No, but you, I think you made the, 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 one of the best points, which is you didn't say it this way, but I, I think I'm the spirit of what you said. Uh, you don't want to be like the Democrats, right? You don't want to yes. throw out just hyperbole, right? Fine. She, she said it. There were no quotations. There were nothing was in quotes, right? Uh, but you haven't commented on it. But nobody in the FBI or any other newspaper through source stories has said that that's incorrect. Right. So we're trying to get to the truth here. And so when a a, uh, a congresswoman comes out and says something outside of the actual committee, mm-hmm. the oversight committee, mm-hmm. even though she's on the oversight committee, mm-hmm. do you share that same analysis? And that is that what you got from the FBI? Because, uh, again, I'm not saying she made it up or she misinterpreted what they said. Right. Because neither side, neither the oversight committee, nobody on the oversight committee or any source story from any of the media that would like to debunk this story has come out and said, no, what she said is false. The FBI is not worried. Or the FBI has not come out and said, we're worried about the informant. There's uh, just a huge void on this story, on this, uh, that this part of the entire uh, story. And, it's That's, a huge part. Well, it's, it's it's not it's not a small thing. No. But that's what I fear uh in in so many ways that the GOP has something and then they go out and of course, you know, grab the bullhorn, grab the uh the media uh and and say, you know, this is what I believe is going on and everything else and they're not if we everything at this point has to be fact-based. Yes. If you look at what Comer and Grassley have come out with and what they have seen, and we kind of knew this is where they were going. They want the document to come forward because they've seen the document. Now they want to see what the redactions are in the document. Now we know, yeah. according to them. And now, we now, asked we know, that. now we know one of the redactions. Yes, or which, at least one of the reac- with, redactions, with, which was key. Yeah. Uh, or a very big piece of... The puzzle in that it would tell us that the president of Burisma had or has recordings right, of okay. conversations right. with the current president. Yeah, two, two of uh, President Biden, 15 with Hunter. Yeah. Apparently is what right. is, the informant has said. So that's a big deal. And if, if you know, oh. if and, that's a retraction, then. And the conversations from the president of Burisma was for insurance right yeah right so 
they're they're these are big big things. These the, are all big big things. By the way, should we uh, uh, should we uh, cash in that policy? Yeah, right. <laughs> if it was basically an insurance contingency, mm -hmm. well, is it uh, time that we filed a claim? Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> And that that would be my question. Mm. If it's if you believe it is, will are you going to go to the president to file your insurance claim? The president of Burisma, not the president. Right, States. right. President yeah. Burisma. Yeah. No, I mean it's <laughs> uh, a, once again, and this was kind of the, all along our frustration uh, with Comer and Grassley. Uh, with as much as we've learned, there still needs to be they they need to lay out everything that they can. In, in a clear, concise, and complete, to this point, manner. Uh, actually, he did. We'll do this a little bit later on. Uh, he has an op-ed piece uh, from yesterday. Yeah. Did Joe Biden sell out America? Four things you need to know about Democrats' claims. Well, what, that's good. So he's, uh, but we still have questions on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the Luna claim and yes. and so many other things. So, and, and maybe it is that they don't have that complete information on the claim by Luna, but you need to address well, why she, it was there. Yeah, she said she got it out of the meeting. Well, he was right, in the meeting. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the whole point. She put it on Twitter, then then tell us exactly what that means. I mean there it, it would be uh there would always be a concern. The whole whistleblower thing is about creating protection mm -hmm. uh from uh Career retaliation. And then if you're at the government level, you know, there, I'm sure there would be concern for your own safety. But this is a huge claim. Explain it. 86690 Red Eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on roadside inspections. At a roadside inspection, inspectors may ask to see supporting documents. A supporting document is a document generated or received by a motor carrier in the normal course of business that can be used by law enforcement to verify a driver's logs. These documents can include bills of lading, itineraries, schedules, or equivalent documents that indicate the origin and destination of each trip. They can also include dispatch or trip records, expense receipts related to on-duty slash not driving periods, including receipts for meals, lodging, and fuel, electronic mobile communication transmitted through a fleet management system, and payroll records, settlement sheets, or equivalent documents that indicate payment to a driver. Drivers using paper logs must also keep toll receipts. Supporting documents must contain the driver's name, carrier assigned identification number or vehicle unit number that can be linked to the driver, the date, the name of the nearest city, town, or village, and the time. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. 
So yeah, the original thing I, we, we before we got sidetracked. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Th- this just I don't know. I feel like we're dealing with third graders here. Yeah. All right. California will fall well short of the power generation required to fuel its electric vehicle mandate. A new report shows reflecting the seemingly insurmountable hurdles the state faces in its bid to go green. Uh, California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom in 2020 unveiled an executive order banning the sale of gas-powered cars in the state by 2035, a policy that brings higher electricity demand as residents ditch the pump for plug-in stations. But the state is nowhere near on track to meet the higher demand, according to the Pacific Research Institute report that monitors the California grid, Mm. which found that California will fall fall more than 21% short of the power generation levels required to support the electric vehicle mandate. As a result, the study says California must rapidly expand its power plants or risk facing acute electricity shortages in the near future. Nah. Uh-huh. It is clear by any objective measure Oh, man, I'm telling you, we're dealing with children here. Yeah, we are. It is clear that by any objective measure that California is relying more on hope than a workable plan to transition to green power grid, the report says. Hmm. Remember this when you see Gavin Newsom out there promoting the fact that his state is the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. California policymakers made an enormous mistake in their haste to push technologies that aren't ready. It is past time for the state to reassess its approach for addressing global climate change. Despite California's green energy struggles, the Biden administration has praised the state for its bold green energy policies, with Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm crediting the state for inspiring her to move faster and further toward a green energy transition. Mm -hmm. If they're committing economic and energy suicide, let us as a nation commit economic energy and national security suicide. Yeah, why not? Let's all jump off the cliff. Why not? Um, California's uh, failure to support an electric vehicle mandate, however, uh, could weaken support uh, for similar policies on the network. Excuse me, California's... Uh, Failure to support, well, they had do have an electric field. They wrote that wrong. Mm. California's failure to support the energy needed for an electrical vehicle mandate, however, could weaken support for similar policies on a national level. Newsom's office did not return a request for comment. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, because he's trying to get out. He wants to go to D.C. <laughs> there are two things right now that are tapping on his shoulder reparations and the ev mandate and he wants out so bad that he went to fox news (laughs) (laughs) that's how bad he wants out of california next he'll go to the more conservative network cnn hey by the way uh it's proof everybody wants out of california
You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. You know, this is when we talk about the idiocy, because we don't, you know, again, I don't like to name call, but some sometimes there comes to a point where it's something is just so massively childish and idiotic and delusional that you have to call it what it is. Sure. And when you see what California is doing, and this is, you know, especially with Newsom uh, on Hannity last night, you know, we believe this is his beginning of, okay, if Biden can't do it, I'm running. I'm the next person up that, uh, you know, he he's a good manager and he knows how to manage. Well, you tell me a good manager of any business that doesn't provide for the proper power to run the business that they're in. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we're dealing with here. Or lives in a delusional state and says, no, I'm going to cut off the electricity because I believe that we can, we can uh, uh, in the next 10 years, that we can provide all the energy we need by doing this. When doing this, mm-hmm. which is solar and wind for him, is impossible. And so this, uh, again, came from the, um, uh, the Pacific Research Institute that is the organization that, over, that, that monitors the, uh, the California grid. Mm-hmm. Despite, here it is, it is clear by any objective measure that California is relying more on hope than on a workable plan to transition to green power uh, to a green power grid, the report says California policymakers made an enormous mistake in their haste to push technologies that aren't ready. It is past time for the state to reassess its approach for addressing global climate change. Despite California's green energy struggles, the Biden administration has praised the state for its bold energy policies. Mm-hmm. California is one of many states that's moved to phase out coal and natural gas plants in favor of green energy, but that push comes with reliability issues. Hmm. I just, I, this it's like we're dealing with children here. Yeah. Uh, while fossil fuel plants can be turned on and off at the flip of a switch, green alternatives such as wind and solar rely on favorable w- uh, weather conditions to operate at full capacity. State and federal officials are thus warning that a majority of Americans could face power blackouts this summer because you elected idiots. Yeah. Was that too harsh? Uh, no. Anybody out there, was that too harsh? I just hope no. that wasn't. Okay. Because we've elected idiots. You moron. Uh, that we could uh, face power blackouts this summer, particularly on warm evenings with little wind. California, meanwhile, has already seen its green power grid strained last year. For example, the state urged electric car drivers to stop charging their vehicles due to inadequate power supplies. In addition to the reliability issues associated with green power, the transition away from coal and gas is massively expensive. Mm -hmm. California alone must spend a whopping $9.3 $9.3 billion on power upgrades to support its green transition. The nonprofit that oversees the state's electrical grid said in May. Policymakers should consider that many sources of renewable energy. Okay, I'm going to have to rub my forehead here for a moment because I'm going to get a headache just reading this because we're dealing with, again, children. Yeah. Policymakers should consider that many sources of renewable energy, such as wind and solar, 
are volatile and erratic <laughs> and will require significant investments in necessary infrastructure and land that will be very expensive, costs that will ultimately be borne by the ratepayers, the Pacific Research Institute report says. Under my plan and cap and trade, electricity prices would necessarily skyrocket. President Obama, in a moment of truthfulness and honesty, uh, back in February of 2008, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Policymakers should consider that many sources of renewable energy suck. I just decided to shorten it there. Selective editing. And and will have to be borne by the idiot voters who put these idiots into office, the Pacific East Research <laughs> Institute reports, with editing from Gary McNamara. Yeah, exactly. Upgrading the power grid for an all-renewable energy future will require a scale comparable to a World War II level of mobilization, which will not be achievable given current regulatory hurdles. Those challenges have not stopped the Biden administration from pushing green power grids. President Joe Biden's Environmental Protection Agency in May unveiled a plan that requires coal and natural gas power plants to slash their carbon emission by 90% between uh, 2035 and 2040. The unfeasible regulations are expected to force all those plants to shut down rather than pay any compliance cost. Right. Yeah. California's electrical vehicle mandate also flies in the face of consumer preference. Less than one-fifth of Americans say they're very likely to make the next vehicle an electric one. Uh, An April Associated Press poll found with skeptical respondents citing the high cost associated with the cars. Electric vehicles on average cost 10000 more than their gas-powered counterparts, and that's after all the subsidies that are involved uh, in them. But mm-hmm. the fact is it's impossible to do, as we have said, it's impossible. Yeah, there. It, it it just simply isn't going to happen. And and you know the uh, the time that the and it wasn't long after the mandate was announced. The governor says, "Well, okay, this afternoon everybody needs to not charge their car." Oh my God, remember that last year. And then right. he had to scramble and go and buy energy from another source and come back later that day and say, oh, oh, it's it's okay. Can you imagine? I mean, you show up at a charging station. And, it's, well, sorry, we're shut down until 6 p.m. All of it by choice. Yeah. All of this is by choice. By choice, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't get to work. Are you quiet quitting? No, I just can't charge my car. <laughs> that sounds like quiet quitting. I, no, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> it's no longer the dog ate my homework. Right. I can't start the car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, EV? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and but that's going to be the, the thing is that in, I would call Uber, but, you know, they're all EVs. They're all EVs now. <laughs> all those guys are in line behind me. I can't, you know, what are you going to do? You know, well, I was, well, I was, well, then catch the bus. Yeah, catch oh, the bus. Oh, it's, they're, they're all EVs. EVs. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're not running. Long. They're not running either. Yeah. Oh, well, then the train. 
right. no, they're electric mm, too. Yeah. That's <laughs> all EVs. You know, well, you can always walk. Yeah, you can walk. <laughs> now I am quite quitting. There won't be any of that. No, but think about this. Um, we've talked about the very serious ramifications and the effects on uh, lower and middle income, income uh, families. And, and the left is always screaming. The, the conservatives and Republicans want to limit access. <laughs> to low and, in, and and middle income families, where they 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 don't want. It's really difficult for them to get around. Remember the whole thing on on voting in person. Yeah. And now they're making it even harder, much harder. By then, what do you think is going to be the? It's not that the mandate says everybody has to drive an EV. It's what that mandate on the sales of. <laughs> Only new vehicles can only be EVs. What that is going to do to the cost of used vehicles that are not EVs. What do you think is going to happen to that uh, 1991 Honda Civic? By the way, that's the reason they really want ballot harvesting is nobody can get out of their homes. They pick up one car, picks up all no, the ballots, that's, that's and takes it. it in because right. well, we need to have ballot harvesting. Okay, we can't get there. Nobody has cars. We can't get there. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> Just click a like button on Facebook or somewhere. We'll we'll get your vote somehow. We'll know how you voted. We'll fix we'll fix it in post production. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean seriously, uh, the the cost of a used vehicle. I don't think there's any way to predict how high those costs will go because the demand for used vehicles in California is going to skyrocket. Now, first off, this is going to sound unbelievable to begin with, but I was at a party a couple of Saturdays ago. Mm -hmm. uh, socializing. Were other people there? Uh, yes, other people oh. were there. And oh. uh, younger people. Ah, younger really? People. Yes. You know it's yes. creepy to go to Chuck E. Cheese by yourself when you're uh, your <laughs> age. You know that. I've told you about this. No, it was uh, my, uh, my unofficial daughter's. My unofficial granddaughter's birthday. Oh, that's my right. That's right. Yes, that's right. And so, so my, you had a reason to be a Chuck E. So Cheese so by my, yourself. So my unofficial, at your age. my unofficial daughter. Yeah, uh, it was uh, her daughter's uh, birthday. So, yeah, so very nice. They're all young people, right. mostly probably in their twenties, probably from twenty-five to forty. Mm -hmm. One of yeah. the biggest conversations there. Mm. Looking for a new car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh man, buying a buying a new car. Ooh. And been, I've been and, there uh, and her, with my wife lately. And yeah. her and her husband. Yeah, you know, was I was talking to her husband, and he was stating. He says, you know, he said, I mean, I, I from what I can see right now, mm. I may never buy new again. Right. And he's a mechanic, and he's an excellent mm -hmm. mechanic. Has his mm -hmm. own shop. Mm -hmm. And so when he figured, he said, well, you know, my wife asked me. She said, well, uh, you know. You get the used car. Where's the warranty? And he said, "I am." <laughs> right. He's a mechanic. He's a mechanic, and yeah. he can put. I mean, he he does the. I mean, real heavy work. He'll, right, he'll right. replace engines and do everything. Right. And right. he said, "Actually, that's our best choice right now." And I said, "Well, yeah, because because you're the best warranty because there's no labor charge. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what you got that's, to do, which is a huge. And, and I said, "You and thing, you, get, yeah. you get a lot of stuff at wholesale too." And he goes, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Ho yep wholesale yep. and uh, right. labor." Right. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, like, we, wow. I had, uh, I bought a brand new vehicle for the first time in 30 years, a couple of years ago. And I always bought used 
and my wife was shopping for hers recently. And um, she ended up getting a good deal because she works for a company that owns dealerships. And we were going to buy new, and then we found this great, great deal. And it was mainly because of her. I mean, it's a great, uh, it's a great car, but it it's mainly because of her uh, her discount that she gets as an employee. And so we found it was perfect. But I thought to myself during that process, what are people going through? Now, this particular dealership uh, that we went to was is actually a, uh, a luxury dealership. And the finance guy was telling me a lot of their clientele come in and they lease vehicles. And so they're, and because they're very busy, they don't, you know, they'll just lease a vehicle and every two years they turn it over and get a new one, which is, you know, one way to do it. We've always been purchase people. I, I don't lease vehicles. I purchase. But then I'm thinking, all right, where is the market for the middle class, lower middle class individual? Now, right now in our area, at least just anecdotally, there were some really good deals on some used cars. I don't know that that's going to last. I don't know how long it will last. Um, but on the new vehicle front, the costs have gone through the roof. I mean, inflation has hit hard. Best thing I ever did was keep my, because it just turned 20 year old, mm-hmm. my, my, my second vehicle that yeah. I use right. turned 20 years old, 241,000 miles. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, nice and, backup. And it's a great backup and it mm-hmm. runs fine. And yeah. I probably, when I decided to keep it six years ago, probably total put in about five or six thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had, think about that. What it yeah, would cost that's, me to have a year. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing. Nothing. Right. Over time. Right. Yeah. yeah. 866 90 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. Friday Radio, he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. This has really come to the forefront in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Another story. Yeah. Wall Street Journal. Uh, hotel owners start to write off San Francisco as business nosedives. It started out yeah. with that, yeah. the the uh, with the one hotel, then the two hotels, mm-hmm. then more listed here in this article, and then the mall. Yeah. They're just, right. Sorry, we're just not going to do yeah. business anymore and it's like and they're walking away from commercial loans too this is yeah this is something that uh you're gonna see uh there was another analyst that was out uh i believe it was yesterday could have been friday that was talking about the the big uh glut on the market that there is gonna uh, there's gonna be of, of commercial real estate properties and and right now what's going on and we knew some of that was going to happen post-covid but the problem is, is that now you see major cities where uh, people don't feel safe. They want to leave. Uh, and cities like San Francisco are at the top right there where companies are saying, all right, our employees don't feel safe. Our customers don't feel safe coming down here. We don't have any reason to say uh, to stay. We're even willing to walk away from commercial loans and 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 get out of this because it just simply is not going to be a good investment long term
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.